It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. He, he uh, actually was born in Tel Aviv, Israel. Oh, Clay Thompson has been dunking as of late. How about that? What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Another good one for you today. As the Warriors smack the Pacers for a 32-point win, Boogie goes off. And his first home game coming up in a couple days. That's all coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's happening? Warriors beat the Pacers last night, 132-100. to A lot going on in this game. Uh, it was not, I don't know, it's tough to say because, the, look, the Pacers are deep. If they've made it a better game, would I have been surprised? No. Am I surprised that they got smacked? Not really. Because they lost Victor Oladipo recently, and that's huge for them. He's clearly their best player, but... I don't know, a 32-point win for the Warriors wasn't expected for a number of reasons. The Warriors coming off, uh, the so this is the last game of their, what, six-game road trip. I think it's the longest road trip of the year. Been playing great, could easily overlook this team. Steve Kerr had mentioned he felt like it was a trap game it, even before Victor Oladipo got injured, and then even after the injury, he was saying, you know, you can't overlook this team. They're They're deep. And the Warriors came out and just played great, uh, even with Draymond sitting also. So many reasons as to why this game could have gone differently. Maybe not the the uh, win-loss outcome, but, you know, maybe it was a game up until late in the fourth quarter. Maybe the starters would have had to play the fourth quarter. Instead, Steph sits out the entire fourth. KD barely plays the fourth. It was, it was, it was a beatdown. It was a classic Warriors beatdown that we all have come accustomed to seeing, but plenty of reasons why it might not have gone that way. But it sure did. First quarter is really where it took off. The Warriors scored 40 in the first quarter, held the Pacers to 22. I mean, that's tough to come back from. I know you still got, what, 36 minutes of basketball to make it happen but that's just a tough, tough deficit against the best team in the league. And Pacers were never able to overcome it. Boogie had a great first quarter, eight points. He was only two of four from the field, but he did get to the line four times and went three of four from there. Steph Curry, perfect in the first, four for four, two for two from three. One steal, two assists, two rebounds. Steph just had himself a damn good game and a, a good first quarter. Really started it off correctly. Andre Iguodala was good. Kevon Looney. 
new career high in points with 15. I was not worried, and we'll get into this a little more. I wasn't worried about Kavon Looney going to the bench, but it's just hard to tell what he would do in a different role, not with the starters, and he's been as good as he was with the starters. He's he's so underrated. He still has his deficiencies because he will never be taller than 6'9", and you know, only weighs 220 pounds, but as far as everything else goes, he is so underrated and so good for this team and a damn good defender too. That's the other thing. When you think of centers playing defense, mostly we think of rim protection, which he's whatever. He's fine. He's adequate. But as far as getting switched on to other players, he's just onto smaller players. He's just really good. I mean, it's not flashy. It's not, you know, going to get headlines or anything. I remember talking about Draymond a couple years ago and, you know, why the casual fan or, you know, the fans on Twitter or whatever can't really understand or appreciate his his impact. And it's because, you know, a crossover when draining a three is a lot sexier and a lot easier to identify than a guy who, you know, communicates the, the pick and roll, switches perfectly and forces the the point guard to, you know, dribble back out and reset. You know, like that's, there's nothing sexy about that. But that's a skill. (laughs) And the outcome is, you know, a reset. Or, you know, it could end up with a better defensive play. And people can see that. But just bottom line, what I'm getting at is Kavon, what Kavon Looney does uh, defensively is so tough to see to the naked eye. But he's a great defender, and his move to the bench has gone swimmingly. Uh, first quarter had a little drama, I guess you could say. KD, or excuse me, DeMarcus Cousins breaks out on a fast break transition. Makes a great play to get the steal. I think it was him and Jordan Bell kind of swatting the ball around. And DeMarcus had Jordan Bell wide open under the rim. No one around him would have been an easy bucket. But DeMarcus decides he's going to take it himself. And Miles Turner kind of wraps him up from behind. And DeMarcus goes down awkwardly and stays down. He ended up getting up and he being fine. But uh, the scary part is that, you know, that was his first big fall. Coming back from his Achilles and the fact that he stayed down, I think it was more of a shock kind of deal. Like, I'm sure it did hurt some, but I think it was more just, I don't know, shell shock after his, his Achilles injury. But luckily he's fine. He turned out to... Continue to play great throughout the entire game, especially in the fourth, which I'm going to get to in just a minute. But yeah, that was a, a moment, a s- scary moment. But he ended up being fine, like I said. Uh, Clay, the friggin' dunk champion, had another dunk tonight, kind of on Sabonis. You know, I, a lot of people, I kind of go the other way when it comes to claiming someone got dunked on. Like, you really need to get dunked on for me to to give you credit and uh, Sabonis kind of ducked out at the last second. So I'm, I'm, you know, we'll give him credit, but so he throws it down. The bench goes crazy. Steph slips and falls, <laughs> trips over his, his warm up jacket. And Steve Kerr is just shaking his head hand over his face. It was rather hilarious. I can't lie. And one of my absolute highlights of the year. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. The dunk, 
Steph eating it. Luckily, he was fine. But at the same time, like, you know, come on. Come on. Uh, second quarter, Steph was great. He went five of six from the field, three of three from the three-point line, of course. And uh, capped it off with a buzzer beater, 33-footer. Uh, step back is not the right word. Kind of sidestep, I guess you could say. He was great. He was great. Uh, in the second quarter, not as proficient as the first where they scored 40 in the first quarter, only 29 in the second when uh, they also, you know, three of those were a last second heave from Steph. So, but they did have a 21 point lead going into the, into the half because of that first quarter lead that they were able to build. They were up 18 at the end of the first. So going into halftime, it was 69, nice 48. And uh, I mean, this thing was over. This thing was over for a while. I mean, pretty much since the first quarter. That's the thing. You go down 18, and let's say you play the Warriors great the rest of the game and match them in each quarter. You're still down 18. And that's basically what happened. Third quarter, uh, Warriors outscored the Pacers 32-31. Nothing great really happened. Kevon Looney was getting his buckets. Like I said, he was he was great, and he's been great. Fourth quarter, uh, this is where some of the interesting things happened because DeMarcus Cousins, this is where he got his his run in the second unit. And he put up 12 points in just over three minutes. 12 points in three minutes. He has been... It's gone about as well as, you, as anyone could have hoped for him coming back. It has gone as well as anyone could have expected. He had 22 points tonight. And for him to come in and again... You know, don't worry, everyone's reminding us. It was a situation where, you know, Warriors were already up 20-something going into the fourth. But who knows, if if that second unit plays poorly, maybe you do have to bring Steph back in and KD back in. But instead, DeMarcus goes out there and dominates in the fourth, early fourth, and not even, <laughs> like, not even uh, half the fourth. It was just three minutes for him to get 12 points. He was abusing DeMontis Sabonis, who... I'm a fan of, but man, there aren't many people built like DeMarcus Cousins in this world. There aren't many, you know, seven foot, 270 pound guys with that kind of skill and just bruising under the hoop. Uh, I was impressed and a little shocked too. I thought Sabonis would have a little more, a little more uh, resistance, but I guess not. Uh, Like I said, DeMarcus, 22 points, four assists. Six rebounds and one of two from the three-point line. It's gone great. I mean, it's really gone great. There's there's only so much more I can say, especially considering it should probably get better, you know? He's only played, what, five games now? So I'm I'm excited to see how it goes, especially considering... His first home game is this Friday. And I completely forgot he hadn't played a single home game yet. Started on the road with the Clippers and continued throughout the entire road trip that the Warriors were undefeated on, by the way. And now Oracle's going to get to see him. And that should be an absolute scene, especially going up against the Sixers and Joel Embiid. I can't wait to see it. I cannot wait. Uh, one thing I mentioned, Kavon Looney and his uh, career high, Night 
getting 15 points. He was plus 18 when he was on the court. Only five rebounds, but guess how many? Go ahead, guess. Guess how many offensive? Well, it can't be two and a half because they don't split rebounds. Yeah, three offensive, two defensive. He's a force. He's a force on the boards. He is a force defensively. And I have, it'll be interesting to see what what he gets in the open market. Uh, This offseason, I think the Warriors will do anything within reason to keep him. Because he's also a guy that seems like he would be undervalued. Just like we saw last season. Last offseason. So we will see. But that was just something I wanted to throw out there. Because his offensive rebounding continues. He's still top 10, well top 7 now in offensive rebounding percentage. Uh, in the NBA, and he just continues to get better. I'm a big fan. As you can tell, I've been gushing over him this this entire podcast. Uh, going to take a quick break, come back, going to play some sound from post-game, from the dubs, all the big names, and uh, Steph on his uh, Shackton a fool moment. That's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Surface. Introducing Microsoft Surface Laptop Go. Available in three colors, its thin light design, built-in HD camera, and touchscreen turns any space into your workspace. More at surface.com slash laptop go. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. What's happening, Warriors? Beat the Pacers 132-100. I'm Charles T. Hamilton. The Warriors have won 11 straight now, 10 straight on the road. Get a pretty stiff test against the Philadelphia 76ers on Thursday, especially considering first game back from a long road trip. And there's a theory that, you know, that first game back from a long road trip is always tough. It's tough to bring the energy, but we'll see. I think first game in Oracle for Cousins will be pretty lit. I think it's going to be great. Uh, But Steve Kerr talked about his team and how they've been able to rattle off 11 straight and 10 straight on the road and the type of basketball they're playing right now. Here's what Steve Kerr had to say. I don't know if we ever have, actually, including tonight. But uh, No, I'm just kidding. uh, We've been more dialed in the last uh, month uh, than we have for sure all season and for much of last season even. Um, You can just see, you know, that the turnovers are down. we're just more conscientious as a group, and uh, guys are moving the ball. 39 assists tonight, so we're in a good groove. We're in a good place, but uh, got to keep it going. So Steve Kerr mentions that he believes they've been more focused and and had more energy and just playing better than they have pretty much all season over this last month and a lot of last season. And I just I wonder what it is that is making them do that. Is it strictly the addition of Boogie, the anticipation of knowing they're getting him back and wanting to play well when he comes back, have a, a good landing spot for him. And then on top of that, 
adding a player like Boogie, who has been really good for the Warriors. He's played well, and it hasn't been a... I mean, there have been times where they're forcing the ball to him, but it hasn't been a situation where when they added KD, you could kind of tell everyone was deferring to him. And, you know, Steph was definitely changing his game to defer to KD. But with Boogie, it's been pretty seamless so far. Like, it's been all good. And that's because the Warriors have been playing great. We'll see what happens when they might hit a rough spot or, you know, who knows, a, a tough game. A tough loss where Boogie's not on the floor at the end. Like, we'll deal with those things when they come. But for now, it's been about as seamless and about as good as you could imagine. And how much of their focus and, you know, good play is due to having a guy like Boogie on the team and knowing he was coming back and, and, you know, locking in. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe it has nothing to do with that, honestly, because it's not something you can quantify. Unless, you know, a bunch of the players come out and say so. I don't know. It's just a theory at this point. But I, I don't know what else it could be considering, yeah, they are lackadaisical at times and know how good they are. But for some reason this last month, it's been a, a different level of basketball form, a different level of focus. And maybe it's because of Boogie, maybe not. But Boogie tonight, like I said, scored his his high with the Warriors, 22, six rebounds also. Uh, played damn well. I think he had three or four assists. He's really finding his his role with this team. Uh, but I did mention his scary fall earlier in the game. He was asked about it post game, and uh, had a good good response. Here's what Boogie had to say. Final success tonight. How scary was that first quarter fall? Well, that was pretty spooky. But uh, you know, thank God I'm all right. So you know, it's looking at you. Did you come out of that almost feeling better though? Like you've taken your first hard fall since. The that's game. actually how. That's exactly how I felt about it. After coming off an injury, of course, you take any type of, you know, fall or bump or whatever the case may be. It's kind of spooky for a second, but it's good to know I can, you know, still take a lick and bounce back. Shout out to Anthony Slater for the sound and the follow-up question. You know, Anthony asked, was it almost a relief taking that first fall, that first hit, and getting up and feeling fine? And and Boogie uh, said, yeah, like, that's, that's exactly how I thought about it. And, uh... He ended up being fine, but yeah, it was it was a scary couple of seconds there, especially, uh, I don't know, I'm sure a lot of you remember this because you're all diehard Warrior fans, but when, when Brandon Rush got injured in that first game, uh, might have been the second game against Memphis, Zach Randolph, you know, kind of a careless foul from behind, similar to what happened tonight. Uh, Brandon Rush, I think, tore his ACL, was out for the year, was never the same, and, and like, if you want to talk career earnings for Brandon Rush that that injury definitely hurt him he's doing fine but that was a uh that's one that sticks out in in my Warriors fandom it really sucks but same thing tonight it was a unnecessary foul maybe a little careless too uh luckily Boogie popped up and was fine but yeah the the Brandon Rush one I'll never forget shout out B Rush (laughs) uh back to the Warriors of current day they are playing, like I said, incredibly focused, high-energy basketball. Don't know what it's from, what the catalyst is, but uh, Steph Curry was asked about it, and here's what he had to say. I feel like we do. We are not, we're not playing perfect basketball. We're stressed, but we're playing consistent, focused basketball. And, um, 
still working out some kinks with rotations and stuff like that and understand what play calls we want to run and, and things like that. And the little things that help us win a championship, um, defensively in transition and boxing out, those things will, will those can swing a game, a possession or two here and there in the playoffs. If you really want to nitpick, that's the stuff that we have to focus in on. Watch film, those kind of possessions are, are Sorry about the audio quality there. I know it's not great, but basically what Steph was saying is we're not playing perfect basketball, but we're playing very consistent, focused basketball, which I think pretty much nails the, the situation they're in or have been playing in the last month because it hasn't been perfect. It's been sloppy at times and ugly at times, but the focus has been there. The energy's been there. A lot of the things that we, as Warriors fans, might kind of roll our eyes at at times and just have to kind of deal with on a team whose main goal is a championship, period. Uh, Something we have to deal with through an 82-game season of games where they just, you know, they might not care. They haven't had that this last month. The energy and focus has been there, and they've been consistent, and uh, it's been great to watch. Going to take a quick break, come back. I want to talk a little bit about the Warriors bench and a couple other things that's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from State Farm, here with good news and even better news. The good news? State Farm has new lower car insurance rates. The even better news? That means you can now get the service and convenience of a local State Farm agent at surprisingly great rates. State Farm can help you save more cash and get the good neighbor service you deserve. Just talk to your local State Farm agent or visit statefarm.com to find out how much you can save on your car insurance. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Just finished talking about the... Warriors-Pacers game. Warriors beat them 132-100. Warriors incredibly focused, playing great basketball uh, as of late this last month. It's really what I've been harping on the whole the whole, uh, whole podcast here. One thing I wanted to talk about is the Warriors bench and that 15th roster spot because we are coming up on the trade deadline. And after that, we'll be buyouts. And they're going to fill that spot... Eventually, they're not going to go with 14 players into the playoffs. And I initially really thought they could use another center, whether it was Robin Lopez or whoever. But through five games, and look, this can change within the next couple games before the deadline. Boogie's been great. Is he going to continue to be great? Is Kavon Looney going to continue to play well coming off the bench? I think he will. I think both. But at the same time, that foul that Miles Turner gave 
boogie where he fell awkwardly really just shows how immediately thin at the center spot they can become. If Boogie goes down, the center spot is a, I guess you could say a weakness, honestly, because as good as Kevon Looney is, there's still things he can't do. He's still small. He's still undersized. Or if Boogie regresses, whatever. So I still think the center spot should be focused on, but at the same time, they're just going to take whoever the best option is. And that's the other thing, too. If you go, if Robin Lopez gets bought out and you put him on the team and Boogie's playing great, Kavon Looney playing great, where's his minutes going to come? He might just be a bench warmer. I don't know if he'd want to do that. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm intrigued to see how they fill it. Maybe it's Damian Lee from the G League. That'd be fine. He had some nice garbage time minutes, and earlier in the year when he was getting time, he wasn't afraid. He wasn't afraid to put up shots, wasn't afraid to be on the court with these guys. But I wanted to get back to the bench overall where especially now the whole bench scoring and all that stuff is overrated where, oh, the Warriors rank 28th in bench points. They only score 30.5 points per game off the bench. And for some teams, that would be a problem. But for a team that has such depth of superstars, it's not. I'd rather see uh, the statistics of, you know, lineups that aren't the starting lineup, what they score, because I bet it's ridiculous. Because, yeah, so the bench doesn't score a ton, but that bench unit, that second unit that plays, has three all-stars on it. And the best skilled, big, the most skilled big man in the game, and one of the best shooters of all time. So, it's just something I wanted to to make sure I got out there because yeah, we can talk about the bench unit and how they rank low in bench scoring or whatever. But I think that's kind of an overrated stat because there's never a time when one of the, one of the all-stars isn't on the court. That's how I feel. One of the last things I wanted to talk about clay's dunk was awesome. Steph falling was hilarious. The bench going crazy was awesome. Sean Livingston had a shot last night. Uh, from behind the backboard that he knocked down. The bench goes crazy. I love that stuff. I will never equate it to, oh, it's great team chemistry or this or that. Uh, That's nothing you can quantify. But I think it's fun. I enjoy it. But the NBA, the Warriors, whoever, you guys have to have a camera fixed on the bench the entire game. I don't know who I got to talk to because we almost missed that moment where Steph ate it, and that's, that's gold. That's gold. So whoever I got to talk to, we need a bench. We need a bench camera. 20, the entire game, 24-7. I'd pay extra for that stream, honestly. We need it. We need it. League pass picks for tonight. Another great transition on my part. Rough slate of games tonight. What do we got? Seven overall. None of them really that good. I mean, what? Sixers, Lakers, Spurs, Suns, Rockets, Pelicans, Bulls, Nets, Magic Thunder, Pistons, Bucks, Wizards, Cavs. Honestly, not a good slate. I'll go Sixers, Lakers, and Spurs, Suns because I don't know. Why the hell not? (laughs) Not a good slate tonight, but enjoy whatever games you watch. Have a good Tuesday evening. 
Come back tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. (laughs) Peace. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowl. Together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.